Welcome to Sorry, We're Booked, a podcast where two friends talk about books they love, books they hate, and everything in between. My name is Samantha. And my name is Dylan. Today, we're going to be talking about winter books, which we are in the depths of winter right now. Spring is on the horizon, but why not read about the season you're in? I hate winter. Absolutely hate it, but I love a good winter book. So I'm excited to talk about everything that we, we have as far as winter books. I have some that... I know you'll probably have as well because you've read a lot more than me, but <laughs> I might have a few curveballs coming in, so we'll see. Okay. Um, but first, we're going to talk about our usual questions that we talk about every week. Uh, so Sam, if you want to go first, if you want to talk about what you've read and watched recently. Absolutely. So um, I, since we did our last recording, I did finish five books, which is not a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the audiobooks. Anyway. I'm, I, it's the audiobooks, I'm telling you. Um, but that said, I've definitely been in kind of a thriller mood. Um, I'm not going to talk about all five books, just, you know, some highlights or whatever. Um, and the first one I actually finished yesterday, and it was five star. Absolutely loved it, which was Blacktop Wasteland by S.A. Cosby. And have you heard of this one? I know the author. I don't know the book mm-hmm. or anything about it. So tell us about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it's about a guy who he found himself as a young man in a not not a crime syndicate, so to speak, but he worked as kind of a getaway driver um, for like heists and like transporting stolen goods and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. It was a job that he kind of fell into because his father was into that sort of thing. But since he has grown older, he has um, kind of become a family man. And the story begins um, with us finding out that he's in kind of dire financial straits. And w- someone approaches him about a job and the payoff is just too much for him to refuse. And so this it the story itself is the story of that job but also of him kind of figuring out um where he didn't think he was like his father he's actually a lot more like his father than he thought um but it's a really good book the pacing is excellent it's definitely not like a psychological thriller it, it reads sort of like an action film but in a good way I was that how the first his other book was do what now? Was it like was the other book like an action film too, or was or was that one more like a thriller? No, well, both of them are kind of like action films, but okay. there there's a certain level of you know suspense that's involved of like you know like oh my god what's gonna happen? And again, whenever I talk about um, you know like a reading like an action film, there's a way that you can do that, and it can be done extremely poorly. Um, and right. he does a really really good job again because there's a lot of nuance. In his writing, um, he talks a lot about like social issues like poverty and racism and classism and things like that. Um, but it's just really well done. His writing is really well done. I actually like, you know, rated it on Goodreads, five stars, whatever, which auto posts to Twitter. Yeah. And then the author liked the post. So and that was pretty <gasps> oh cool. My gosh. I know. <laughs> Ridiculous. Maybe don't search yourself as an author because that sounds scary. But <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't think he follows me. Um, but I've got a couple of them that that do. But anyway, yeah. Um, so that was one of my first five star reads of the year. Really liked it. Um, the other one that I read, which was like weird, I guess. You, okay. okay. So Bent Heavens by Daniel Krause. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. Okay. 
So I listened to this audiobook. I got it from the library because a group of friends that I'm on a Discord channel with, um, that's the book that we decided we were going to read this month. So basically, it's about a girl. She's in her senior year of high school. She's getting ready to graduate. Well, her father, who also taught at the school, he disappeared very suddenly, like a year before. But before mm-hmm. his disappearance, he had been exhibiting some extremely erratic behavior. And it became like a very big embarrassment for her personally. And like, it was something that kind of everybody talked about. Um, mm-hmm. So he disappeared. But in his like weird erratic behavior, he had set up like all these weird traps in the woods, right? And you kind of find out the backstory of like why that happens, like as the story goes on. But her and one of her friends make a habit of checking these traps once a week. And then one day, like nothing is ever in these traps except for like maybe a mm-hmm. random squirrel or, you know, like some small creature or whatever. Until one day, something is actually in the traps and it's not an oh. animal. Um, is it a person? It is no, it is well, I mean it's not a person, no. It's Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something. You it's a book you honestly think it's gonna be about aliens, and it ends up kind of taking a different direction than I originally thought it was going to. But I mean it was pretty decent. There's like this really weird like romance subplot that doesn't really belong. Um, but I think that mm-hmm. you put it in there to like make it a little bit more relatable. And I have to tell you, the fucking ending was so abrupt and I was angry at the way that it is ended. It a, is it like a short book or is it a normal? I mean, it's it's not like super short. Um, I can't remember how many hours it was. It's on Hoopla though. The themes of this one, you know, obviously dealing with grief, loss of a parent, um, also parents who have like substance abuse problems, mental health issues. Um, you know, the transition of life trying to graduate college or not graduate college, graduate high school, moving on to college, you know, like all those types of things. Um, so it's definitely like YA is, which is again, not a age group that I usually read, but I mean, it was, like I said, it was decent. Um, it was just, I really, really hated the ending. Like I usually really love ambiguous endings, but this one didn't work for me in the way that I wanted it to. So there's a difference between abrupt and ambiguous for sure. And like, I'm not going to say that it was ambiguous. I think ambiguous might be the wrong word because I just, I wanted more. Like I wanted to know exactly what happened. It was kind of like a cliffhanger. There is no sequel or anything like that. And so you're left like, what the fuck happened to these people? Like I need to know. It's important that I know this. And you just like left me hanging. And that was such a dick move, you know? I might need to read that one. It sounds interesting. Um, I mean, for me, which I think you're probably the same way, like ending doesn't necessarily ruin the book for me, but like Mm -hmm. it kind of makes me not as excited to read it. But the other parts of the story sound really cool. So I might have to check that one out. I mean, like I said, it's it definitely isn't bad. Like I gave it three stars. um, But yeah. So the third book that I'm going to talk about is The Arrangement. <laughs> Done. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so excited. We haven't okay. got to talk about this too much. <laughs> Listen, uh, I can't. It's one of those books that you really can't say all that much about. For those of you, if you are new to the podcast, if this is your first time listening, we have talked about this book, and I think this is the third episode. Every episode? <laughs> I, right, right. Between that and John Mars, the one, like, we Sorry, talked guys. about both of those books. But, like, first of all, it was um, Dylan this and then the our guest, This is not the quality of the one. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Dylan and then... 
Gabby read this, and so they discussed it, and then I finally read it. And so, like, the the shortest way to describe the plot of this book is a married couple is doing questionable things to try and save their marriage, and then because of the questionable things that they are doing, bad things happen, and that's all. <laughs> Just, I wish this is a video podcast so you could see our facial expressions, because it probably confuses, like, why we're laughing. That's, like, that is all I can really say without ruining it, but one of the things that you said to me that just, it hits the nail on the head is, it feels like she put all of these random plot points in a hat, and just, she was like, okay, I need something else to happen, let's draw the thing out of the hat, oh, this is what happens? Like, let's do it, let's make it work. I texted Dylan my reactions, like, pretty much the whole time I was reading it. I was I was driving somewhere, and a thing happened, and I actually screamed. I <laughs> screamed out loud because it threw me off that much. And it's very, very difficult for, like, books to do that. Was it a fun time? Abso-fucking-lutely. Was it problematic? Yes. Extremely. So problematic. Oh, my God. Extremely. <laughs> Like, it is not a good book. Is it entertaining? Yes, it is. In the way that trash is entertaining. You know, like, right. think it's about... It's like a Lifetime movie. Yes. Or think about, like, really shitty, like, reality television. That's... Yes. That is the equivalent of what this book is. It is a fucking wild ride. <laughs> I think I rated it, like... I think I rated it three stars. And I couldn't, like, in good conscience, give it more than that. But, like, again... It was a it was a damn good time. It really was. It is. It is pretty short too. It's only like it five is. hours or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could really listen to it and like you know because if you listen on two times two or two and a half times speed, like the psycho I am. Yeah, I know. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I could do two, but two and a half is a little little pushing it. <laughs> Usually I have to start on two and then I work it up. But anyway, yeah, like wild fucking ride. I can say that I like you should read it. It, But again, know that it's problematic. Like check out trigger warnings because there's definitely a lot of them. So there's mm-hmm. so many. Um, So those are all of the things that I'm going to talk about that I read. I did watch a couple of things, but I'm not going to actually I'm going to list them off, but I'm not going to talk about them because some of them okay. you guys will hear about um in our episode where we revisit each other's favorite movies which is the episode after the next one so, so coming that up soon. will be episode seven right because yes, this yes correct so that math. would be episode seven mm-hmm. uh, math <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i watched ready or not which i loved again not going to yes. go into any details um i watched scream three and four which i have we'll thoughts. talk about that yeah we'll also we will be having an entire episode coming up sometime soon uh, talking about the entire Scream franchise. So I'm very excited for that one. I think it'll be a pretty long episode because I got a lot to say. Absolutely. But that will be coming up soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I rewatched Malignant, which is oh, James Wan. He yes. says all oh, that music. <laughs> I watched that in theaters, and that was the most fucking wild ride. <laughs> it really is. It's like it makes you think it's one thing, and then you get to the third act, and just shit pops off. You know, like it goes completely insane. But there's mm-hmm. a lot that I really love about it. Like the first time that I watched it, I had very mixed feelings about it because I think I went into it with different expectations than what it gave me. But right. when I rewatched it and, like, I was really able to see what it was that James Wan was trying to do with it, like, I really appreciate it for what it is. 
Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, but it's, it is extremely polarizing. I remember when it came out and like everybody either loved it or they fucking hated it. There was no yeah. in between. None There's whatsoever. no in between. That's the most polarizing movie I've ever seen. It really was. Um, and then another, uh, the last thing that I watched was Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Ooh, if I haven't you seen any of those. Listen, if you didn't know this about me, I fucking love a monster movie, okay? Like, I discovered this about myself. I, because they're just, you don't have to think about them. There's this movie. It's, you know, it's a, a Anne Hathaway, who I love, okay? Okay. It's a kaiju movie. Okay. Um, hold on, I gotta look it up real quick. So it's basically about this woman who she learns that she is somehow controlling this big monster in i believe tokyo and so her her actions affect the the monster um it's called colossal it's on hulu it also huh. stars jason bateman okay and it's about her like um basically like she's doing it for like alcoholism and it's like she's struggling with sobriety and it's like really emotional story mm-hmm. but also in the background there's like this entire monster kaiju movie so i just want to throw that recommendation in real quick uh yeah (laughs) Uh, let me add that to my list because i I don't know what it is about monster movies but i watched oh fuck what was it i think that it was i saw like the back half of king of the monsters on like cable tv and i was Mm -hmm. like you know what this is cool i don't have to think about this it's just a monster destroying shit you know what i mean and yes yeah abso-fucking-lutely there is stuff in it that makes no sense okay so does the general plot i know (laughs) right like there's just well if you ignore the fact that you know there's literally giant monsters that live in the depths of the ocean like if you completely ignore that it's also just like physics sometimes it's like now come on we're not idiots (laughs) But also, it's wildly entertaining. So, can you, you know, watch that one without watching the past ones? Oh, absolutely! Like okay, there cool, is, cool. there's like nods to the 2014 um, Godzilla, mm-hmm. obviously. But there's like you can watch that movie without having seen a single Godzilla film at all. Cool. Might so, to check it out. It's again. It's it's one of those just like mindless. It'd be really cool to like get high and watch it. Honestly. Oh, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> um they're all on hbo max too uh like all well not all of them but a good portion of them are and then the kong movies are on there too so i need to i started watching skull island the other night and then i was like i'm tired i need to go to sleep so um (laughs) you gotta be in the mood for for skull island (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um but that's what i've recently read and recently watched tell me about what you've read and watched recently so uh (laughs) <laughs> I had this whole plan where, so if you guys do not know, if you don't follow me on social media, which you, which you should, little plug, I sprained my ankle pretty bad this past weekend. And so I texted Sam. I was like, Hey, so I sprained my ankle, but good thing is I'll get a lot of reading done this weekend. I didn't read one fucking page. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read anything. But before that, I read two books. I reread a book and then read the sequel to that. And surprise, surprise, I reread The Arrangement by Kirsten (laughs) Modulin. Love that. Yes, because I think that Sam was reading it. I was like, okay, I have to reread this. I read this last year and I really enjoyed it. I gave it four stars. And, you know, my conscience is just not as uh, strong as Sam's because with the reread, I had to give it five stars. It is (laughs) not a good book. Like, I agree with that. 
but it's one of the most fun reading experiences I've ever had. And it's such a fast read. It's so good. I, I want a movie. I know, I know it'll probably oh never God. happen. Honestly, that would be a really good movie. I'm not gonna lie. It's probably gonna be some like straight to TV bullshit, but like You're I, right. You're I'll right. take it. I'll take it. And then I re- I read the sequel, The Amendment, and I was uh, kind of hesitant with this one because I don't believe it needs a sequel. And I was right. I gave this one three stars. It was just, it was fine. It was more problematic, um, extreme trigger warnings for sexual assault with this one. Uh, it's just, it wasn't really my cup of tea. So That's I mean, fun. I wouldn't recommend that one. But I would recommend the first one. Read the first one. Just skip the second one. And as far as watches, um, I watched the new Texas Chainsaw, which is also one of the most polarizing movies I've I've seen online. I agree. I immensely enjoyed it. Uh, the sisterly relationship in this was incredible. Some of the kills were incredible. Um, it's a really short movie. It packs a really good punch. It's only like an hour and 25 minutes. Uh, so I really enjoyed it. And I mean, a lot of it doesn't make sense, but I mean, it's Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> so like, what can you expect? You just got to turn right. your, your mind off, really. So I gave it one a three out of five. So like, it wasn't my favorite, but for a, ch- for a Texas Chainsaw, which I'm not a big fan of that, that series in general, mm-hmm. um, I really enjoyed it. And then lastly... I watched The Time Traveler's Wife for the first time, and this was... Your face. This was interesting, for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I love a good time travel anything. Like, I mm-hmm. just love time travel stories. And Rachel McAdams is, like, the love of my life. This was really stupid. Like, it just... <laughs> Isn't that movie, like, and I haven't seen it, and I've also not read the book, but isn't it kind of uh, morally reprehensible Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways? So, basically, he goes back in time and meets his wife while she's a little girl, and he's, like, 40, and he, like, has a picnic with her, and, like, when, like, her parents are not around, like, she goes and, like, meets this man, like, in the woods. It's... And they have like a weird relationship. It, it's it's a lot. It's very morally gray. The ethics are very concerning. But it didn't stop me from crying like a bitch. So <laughs> I you I gave that one like cry, a, okay. maybe like a two star, maybe two and a half. It was it was a cheesy kind of romantic. Rachel McAdams is my lord and savior. So <laughs> I mean I can't really say anything bad about her. For a pretty problematic movie, it was it was enjoyable. Okay. Mm. Yikes. So what are you what are you currently reading? Anything good? Um, I'm in the middle of three different things right now because I can't Ooh. decide what I want to do with my life. Um yeah, same. <laughs> I am currently reading uh The Salt Roads by Nalo Hopkinson, um, which is I'm listening to the audiobook. And it takes place in Haiti in the 1800s before it was actually named Haiti. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like Afro-Caribbean culture, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in regards to like obviously where it takes place. Um, There's a lot to do with like the folklore and the old religions of Haiti. Um, And then obviously because it is the 1800s, there's a lot about racism, slavery and anti-blackness, those types of things. Uh, it is very interesting. I love folklore of any kind. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really digging that part. 
Um, I want to say I'm only, I think I'm around halfway through because I've been ingesting that one in like smaller bits just because the narrator, it's a couple of different narrators, but it's kind of like bouncing around to a couple of different timelines and a couple of different characters. And so I'm having a little bit of trouble kind of keeping all of that straight, which is why I'm trying to do it in like pieces. Um, but I mean, it's good so far. Um, and then I am almost done with Devil's Day by Andrew, Andrew Michael Hurley, which is a part mm-hmm. of the Audible Plus catalog. Um, but it actually, I'm going to look at my watch like I'm wearing it and I'm not <laughs> <laughs> like I don't have the date in the upper right hand corner of the screen. <laughs> Anyway, tomorrow is its last day in the catalog, and Uh-oh. it's been, like, sitting in my, like, you know, rented or whatever um, library for God knows how long. So I saw that it was getting ready to go, and I was like, well, let me start that. It's pretty short. Um, but it's definitely folky, horror-ish. It's really giving me Harvest Home vibes by Thomas Tiran. if you've ever mm, read that. I have not. You have I've not. I mean, <laughs> right. It's it's. I would say that Harvest Home is like when we talk about folk horror, I think that Harvest Home is one of the first ones that really comes to mind. Um, and so there's a lot of similarities in between this and that book. Um, but there's like maybe some demons involved in this. I can't really Ooh, tell. They're like a demon. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, maybe some possession. Who knows? Um, there's, you know, like babies involved. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, it's decent so far. I, I'm not like enamored with it, but also like nothing has really happened yet. It's very, it's slow going. So I'm hoping that because we haven't gotten to actual Devil's Day yet. So I'm hoping that Mm -hmm. as we get to that, like something will start happening and it'll be like, oh, now I understand why you were talking about that really fucking like boring thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And then the last thing that I'm reading, this is an e-arc that I got from a publisher, not on NetGalley. But when I got this uh, email about this book oh my god i was so excited i, was so- I could hear the screams from from <laughs> like, indiana <laughs> yes i was so excited so one of my things that i'm obsessed with as we like it it really shouldn't be any kind of like surprise because i'm talking about like how much i like monster movies i really love cryptids yeah we know okay mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> yes i so below by laurel hightower it's her new novel um uh-huh. It's about Mothman. Who? Mothman. <laughs> Come on. What the fuck is that? Mothman? No, stop. Stop. Is, you don't know what I'm I talking mean, about? A, like, a mo- like, Spider-Man, except it's like a moth. <laughs> <laughs> stop. You've never heard of the Mothman prophecies? Are no, you fucking uh, joking? No. Dylan, you just ruined my whole life. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry considered it ruined <laughs> <laughs> okay so now i have to give you the shortest history lesson that i can possibly give you okay so the mothman prophecies and mothman is in mount pleasant west virginia i believe okay. or point pleasant it's one of those two i don't know i have it on a t-shirt it's but i can't remember um they at this actual place like they actually have a whole festival dedicated to mothman but it was in the 60s or 70s or something like that can't remember the exact year all of these people really started having these weird experiences and they started seeing a like very large sized moth creature the size of a man 
I know that that sounds weird and I see your face. However, one of the things with the Mothman prophecies is there is a bridge collapse. Like, there's okay. a whole movie with Richard Gere. Okay? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Stop! Are you joking? You don't know who Richard Gere is? Have you Hold never look it up. seen... Have you seen Runaway Bride? I don't know it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I feel so old right now. I hope that there is someone listening to this oh, podcast he was right in, now. Um, Hachaku, a dog story. Have you seen that? No. It's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was my childhood. Well, he was in that. Okay, I know who he is. And he okay. Was in a, yeah, yeah. He was in. Okay. Wasn't he? No. Who's in Pretty Woman opposite Julia Roberts? He, yeah, that's him. That is him. Okay, that, because he was. It was him, and then also they were in Runaway Bride together. I thought. Okay. Okay. Huh. Yes. So anyway, Mothman. <laughs> You've never even seen like the web comics that have like Mothman, and there's there's one, nope. and it's literally my favorite thing in the whole world, and it's probably on my phone, and I'll send it to you whenever I find it. But it's like. Cool. It's like um, Mothman only shows up when bad things are about to happen, and it's this girl getting ready to give herself bangs. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, okay, I'm looking at it. I have never seen it before, but it looks there is a moth and a boy kissing. I don't know <laughs> what that what that means or if that's canon, but I can't um. <laughs> Not to like shame anyone or anything. Oh my um, god, I'm I'm actually I'm crying. I'm actually confused. crying. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. Okay. Well <sighs> anyway, so this book that I'm reading <laughs> to bring us back to Earth. So this book that I'm reading by Laurel Hightower, um, I honestly just started it. I think I've read like two chapters so far. Basically, it's about a woman. She's driving by herself somewhere and uh, she has an experience with Mothman and she's like saved by a stranger. And then I think something else happens with Mothman. Mm -hmm. And um, she like has to decide whether or not she's going to, like, help the stranger who helped her or if she's going to GTFO. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I am honestly really excited to learn all about this <laughs> Mothman, really just based on these webcomics I'm seeing. Apparently, he's a social icon is what I'm... Yes. Like, you, did you miss icon. that whole, like, did you honestly miss that whole moment in time where... Apparently... <laughs> my boyfriend the mothman i can't <laughs> that is not the one that i was talking about <laughs> oh, okay boring <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um yeah so but that's the last book that i'm reading so tell me okay, great um what are you currently reading so i am bad and i ended up buying two books but i told myself that these have to be the next two books that i read so I want to talk about the one I'm currently reading, and we'll talk okay. about the other one when we haul. That is The Soulmate Equation by Christina Lauren, oh, who we've talked about before. This is um, about a woman who she becomes part of a uh, experiment where it's a DNA test, and it basically matches you with your soulmate, which 
sounds familiar because it's basically the same plot as the one by John Mars. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And except it's like a chick lit version of it. And I'm really excited for it. I've only gotten like 14 pages in. So I'm I'm really, really making some good progress considering I started this a week ago. Uh, so we'll see uh, how I feel about it. I'm very on and off with Christina Lauren, but I'm excited because I love the storyline because it's just like the one so i'm excited for this one and i am still reading worst laid plans by samantha kolsnick and i have not made any progress (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) eventually i'll read that hopefully by next episode i'll have it done that's my goal so we'll see we'll see what happens with that so what are you wanting to read or, or watch next i have Two films that I know I want to, well, three, actually, that I need Mm. to watch because I need to do that in preparation for our movie episode where we revisit um, each other's favorite films. And I still have to watch Chicken Run, so that's going to be fun. (laughs) I can't wait. I need all of your reactions, girl. All your reactions, obviously to all three of them, but especially that one. I'm really good at sending you reactions. And like sometimes I like catch myself doing it and I'm like, oh my God, he's probably like, bitch, can you shut up? No, I <laughs> love your reactions. I will take them middle of the night. I don't care. Because I literally, I was like texting him my reactions to one of the screen movies at like 2.30 in the morning. I'm pretty sure. And I was asleep, but it was like, great to wake up to for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I need to watch Chicken Run, and I also need to watch both of the Quiet Places. Um, so those are the only things that I know that I'm going to be watching next. And then obviously I still need to watch um, the newest Scream as well um, in prep for that episode. I'm super fucking pumped about that. Oh, um, as far as what I want to read next, like we've talked about it before. I'm a fucking mood reader, but in the theme of like winter books as I was like going through and curating my list of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I came across Road of Bones by Christopher Golden, which is about, I cannot recall the name of it, but it's a road in Russia that's like literally like a thousand miles long. And Mm -hmm. in the winter, it gets like super fucking cold. Like basically, if you break down on that road in the winter, you will die. Because there is no one that can, like, come and save you, you know? Because it gets that cold. Um, And I I don't know for certain if this book is about, like, something that happens on the road as it is today. Or if it is going back to when the road was first built. Um, I can't remember from the synopsis. And y'all know that I like to go into books blind. So I didn't really read the synopsis, honestly. But, you know, we're hopefully going to be getting into, like, spring here soon. So I'm like, "Mm, if I'm going to read this soon, it should probably be now. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then I also was looking at Let the Right One In, which is a vampire novel, but it takes place mostly in the winter. It is Swedish or Norwegian. One of those two. I do not recall which because I am the worst. But it's about child vampires. Not just vampires, but child vampires. So, yeah. Um, I have seen the film version, but it's been years since I saw the film version. So I'm really looking forward to reading the book. What about you? What are you going to be reading and watching next? Well, I will say uh, today it was 60 degrees here, which... That's amazing. Crazy, because yesterday it was 
30. So I don't know that how is that happens. honestly a recipe for severe weather. And I would be watching the weather channel religiously if I were you. Yeah. That is on climate change for sure. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so for me, my other book I read, or sorry, the other book I bought that I need to read next is The New Girl. This is by Jesse Q. Satano. I don't know if you said that right. But she is actually the author of uh, Dial A for Aunties, which oh, is a okay. pretty popular last year, um, kind of like an adult thriller. And I really enjoyed that one. And she wrote The Obsession, which is her other YA book, as this one is also a YA book. And this one, I don't know too much about, but the front says she's a liar, a cheater, a murderer, and it's only her first semester, which I think sounds like a crazy fun time. I can agree. As far as watches, I need to watch The Thing and Pride and Prejudice for our check-in episode coming up. So I need to watch those soon. Very different. But you're going to love them both. Yes. Also, I forgot to talk about it when we hauled books, but look at this cool mug someone gave me. Oh my god, I love it. Isn't that just iconic? It was a very, very late Christmas gift. It's a Woodsboro coffee with some little knives looks like a starbucks logo so i love it that's so cute i'm very excited uh so upcoming anything upcoming new releases that you're really excited for so there are actually two books that are coming out in march that i'm super pumped about the first one is sundial by katriona ward who is the author Mm -hmm. of the last house on needless street and i fucking loved needless street a lot Um, it was not at all what I was expecting. And honestly, I was so apprehensive whenever I went into that book because it was so fucking hyped. And every time that I read a hyped book last year, with the exception of that, it sucked. Great. Um, So I was like, all right, well, this is going to suck. And it didn't. I loved it. Um, but the blurb for this one is you can't escape what's in your blood. All Rob wanted was a normal life. She almost got it too. A husband, two kids, a nice house in the suburbs, far from her childhood home, sundial hidden deep in the wild Mojave Desert. But beneath the veneer, Rob is terrified for her oldest daughter, Callie, who collects tiny bones and whispers to imaginary friends. Rob sees a darkness in Callie, one that reminds her too much of the family she left behind. Running from her past has led her directly back to it. What's buried at sundial could never stay a secret forever, and Rob must risk one last trip out there to protect her family and her future that sounds badass i know i'm like (laughs) it reminds me whenever it said um that she collects tiny bones and whispers to imaginary friends you know what all i could think of have you seen hereditary oh of course i love hereditary so it made me think of the bird for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. why, like, that's where my brain went. And I'm not saying any more than that for people who haven't seen the movie. But anyway, that's the first book. You should watch it, though. (laughs) You really should. It's one of my favorite modern horror movies ever. Oh, so good. That was one of the first, like, sorry, I'll get off of this in a second, but that was one of the first horror films, like, modern horror films that actually made me scream out loud while I was watching it. And it's not even really a jump scare. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's just dread. Yeah. Just dread the entire way through. I yes. love that movie so much. Tony Collette should have won an award. She was robbed. Anyway. Ugh. 
Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, okay, so the other book that I'm really excited about for March is um, The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. This comes out on March 15th, uh, and the blurb for that one is, A true crime blogger gets more than she bargained for while interviewing the woman acquitted of two cold case slayings in this chilling new novel from the New York Times bestseller author of The Sundown Motel. So definitely going back to like her standard thriller affair. Um, mm-hmm. which will be interesting considering I just read a ton of historical romance from her. So uh, I'm excited to read that one. What about you, though? Is there anything upcoming that you're excited about other than the No Exit movie? That was the first thing on my list, so <laughs> thank you for spoiling it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, as far as books, not really. Um, but movies, I did have two. One was No Exit, which I'm apprehensively excited for. I've heard... Uh, early reviews that like aren't the most favorable Mm. but we'll see and have you ever heard of this movie called studio 666 no so you know who the foo fighters are obviously Uh, oh no i know exactly what you're talking about i fucking love dave girl okay i love dave girl he reminds me of my dad so this is a uh paranormal horror comedy maybe musical starring the foo fighters it looks like the most random shit I've ever seen. And at first when I saw this trailer, I was like, this looks terrible. I'm not going to see it. But then they started playing the trailer before every movie I saw within like the last three months. And mm-hmm. I'm honestly kind of pumped for it. Like, I think it might be a really fun time. Uh, this comes out this Friday, so it'll be out by the time this comes out. Um, I'm just excited for it. I mean, I don't think it's going to be good or anything, but I, I can do some with some trash. I think that that is going to be a movie that they made for them. They made that movie because they fucking wanted to and no other reason. And so I think Mm -hmm. that that's going to come across in it. I'm sure that you've seen movies like that where you can tell that the script of this was trash, but like the actors and like everybody working on the film made it because it was fun to them. Mm -hmm. And like that comes across in it. Um, So you end up having fun as a viewer. And I think just like, knowing the creativity of Dave Grohl and the whole band and everything and like their music videos and like all of those types of things. And they've all been involved in those things. That's not necessarily been like a director. Um, I think that it's going to be a lot of fucking fun. I don't think that it's going to be anything that you're going to want to go into, like thinking too much about it too seriously. I think it's just going to be fucking fun, you know? Yeah. The fact that it has like a paranormal, like demonic, like twist to it. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really fun time. So I will, I'll probably go see in theaters. I'm not going to lie. Do it. (laughs) And then tell me how it is. Cause I'm scared to go to theaters right now. Yeah. Same. I, I, I go, uh, at the smallest theater I can. And when it's not busy at all. So listen, I get it. I do. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about some wintry books. Uh, I, I, don't think we really planned this too much honestly no we're Uh, just literally going to be giving you guys recommendations of books that take place in the winter that we liked so that's it like it'll be a little rambly episode and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that so do you want to go first do you want to talk about yeah do you just want to talk about like some you've read maybe that yeah that you've really enjoyed 
I have, like, I literally have a whole list and prize, all but one is horror. <laughs> Let's all I love a good wintry horror or thriller, so I'm I'm here for it. Go for yes. it. Yes. Um, so one of the first ones, and this, like, now that I'm thinking about it and, like, the conversations that we've had as we've been talking through this episode, it it is unsurprising to me that this is the first book that's on my list, um, and it's The Shuddering by Anya Auburn. Fuck. I was going to talk about that. Were you really? <laughs> That's Which, okay. I mean, we can I'm talk sure about it surprised. together. <laughs> I've talked about wanting to read this too yes. many times. So. so you still haven't read it, right? No, I want to so bad. I I, I need to just jump the bullet and get it. Like I'm you really, really, really do. I'm f- I, I listened to the audio whenever I read it. And I will say that the way that the book is written – I feel like it could be translated to a film really, really well. So it is about a group of, are they teenagers? College students or I can't remember if they're like teenagers or college students, but basically it's a brother and sister. Um, This is their last time going to their family cabin. Like they're before, like everybody goes their separate ways. It's like the last time that this friend group is going to come together. But the thing is, is there's a lot of tension that's happening between this friend group for various mm-hmm. reasons. You know, obviously you learn more as the, as you know, the pr- plot progresses. So they are isolated on this mountain. They ended up getting snowed in. The tension in between the characters is building. And then all of a sudden something starts coming after them. And I'm not going to talk about specifically about what that thing is, because I feel like it's a little bit more effective if you like the less mm-hmm. that you know. But I will say that in that book, there is a scene, again, as these things start coming after this group of people, where I was so anxious, okay? You're, it's the anxiety that I felt and just, again, like that sense of dread. Like you're totally isolated mm-hmm. from anyone and everyone there is which is my favorite kind of horror ever yes you absolutely need to read this and i think the it's it is definitely like it's a creature feature for sure i will say that but i'm not going to talk about what the things are um but they're just like they're so incredibly effective at the way and the way that she writes about them and like their motions and it's just very like it's really good it's really good really is it a is it a single POV book or is it multiple POVs? Oh, Do you I don't remember. I think, I think it's a single POV. I think, but okay. I don't quote me on that. I could be completely wrong. That's all right. I'm I I'm excited for that book. Like it's probably one of the books I'm like at the top of the list of books I'm going to buy. That's probably the number one, just because I'm so excited for it. I think that when you think about like winter as a whole. Um, especially for a lot of the northern states and Midwest, like where you are, where snow is like a very big thing. My sibling mm-hmm. actually um, lives in North Dakota. And the amount of snow and cold and stuff that they get, you know, a lot of times they can't leave. Like they're stuck where they're at. Right. So when you think about like how isolating that is and, you know, that to me is one of the great – um formulas for like a really good horror story you have isolation Mm -hmm. and just a very bleak environment um so i think that's one of the reasons that like winter horror is so effective for me another really good example of that is um the shining 
by Stephen King because I'm I back on my bullshit. Talk about that. Oh my god, we should have seen each other <laughs> no, each other's totally books. Fine. No, it's totally fine. It's like a discussion kind of episode, so we're good. Right. So, so I haven't have read you read? It, you I haven't have watched read the movie. It? No, I've watched the movie. I read the book. I haven't read the book. Okay. Yes. How do you feel about the film? I watched it for the first time last year, uh-huh. so it's kind of like a newer thing for me. Um, I watched Doctor Sleep right after it, and I do prefer Doctor Sleep, which I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. Um, it's uh, not unpopular, actually. I love that because usually my opinions are unpopular, and it makes me sad. <laughs> the uh, film, um, actually, both the book and the film, among you know, like his fans or whatever, Mike Flanagan did an amazing job of making the film and the book because since we're talking about the film. If for those of you that have read The Shining by Stephen King and have seen The Shining directed by Stanley Kubrick, you know that those are two very, very different pieces of media. Mm -hmm. While they share the same name and they share the same characters, there are a lot of things that are completely separate. Stanley Kubrick went in a very different direction than the original authorial intent that Stephen King had. Um, and it's actually, right. if you know anything about King, you know that he fucking hated that adaptation. And he talked very publicly about it. Um, and so one of the things that Mike Flanagan and talking about Dr. Sleep, because I think that there's part of that that also takes place in the winter, doesn't it? Um, I can't remember. I I believe he goes back to yes. the events. And then I think it, yeah, that, place, that part oh. takes place in the winter. Okay, that was what I thought. Um, so Mike Flanagan, when it comes to Dr. Sleep, he married the book and the film in a very like deliberate way and he Mm -hmm. made it work so that it makes sense in the context of the the original film and it makes sense in the context of the original book as well um and i was so impressed that he was able to do that but mike flanagan also i pretty much love anything that i've ever seen by him so i'm like super biased there not gonna lie the reason why I love uh, Doctor Sleep so much, a big part of it is because I love Ewan McGregor. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's, like, so hot. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I really do want to read The Shining in the future. I think I want to try the audiobook just so it's more like an atmospheric mm-hmm. reading experience. But the the movie is probably one of, one of my favorite movies. I really do enjoy both of those movies. Mm-hmm. The I think that whenever we talk about like isolation horror and stuff, that one is just so incredibly effective. Um, and I I personally Absolutely. would really love to get the opportunity to go to the Stanley in um, Colorado, which is what the um, oh my god the Overlook I like what are words, um, which is what the Overlook is based off of. Um, yeah, just we'll do a sorry we're booked on the road. Listen, there's a horror con that is taking place there. Um, I can't remember when it is. It's in the summer, not the winter, because I personally would never want to go up there in the winter because that's too fucking cold. Um, Yeah. But I would give so many things to be able to go. Okay. So many things because it's like, you know, it's horror authors and there's a lot of like authors that I really love that are going to be there. But sadly, that will not be happening for me. In the future, maybe. We'll see. Maybe. All right, your turn. Tell me about some winter books that are on your radar or winter books that you love. So I'm not going to lie. I only have three that I could think of that I've read. At least they were memorable enough to remember that I read. Okay. Uh, one of them is probably a curveball 
and I don't know if this is a recommendation, but this is called Shiver. This is by Maggie Stiebotter, who is the author of the uh, Raven Boys series, which is a pretty popular series in the YA community. So Shiver is a different take on the whole werewolf uh, trope, I guess. It's like basically twilight with werewolves it's complete utter freaking trash (laughs) but what is really cool about this one it's basically all based around uh winter because they become werewolves um if they if their body gets below like a certain temperature and so like they kind of have to like stay inside or or move uh to a warmer place during the winter time and then like come back when it's during the summertime um and it's just like a really cool uh, take on the whole werewolf situation uh, and it's like a trilogy i believe and they're just really fast fun audiobooks so if you're looking for like a, a trashy ya probably problematic series uh, the shiver <laughs> series is, is is pretty decent uh and then no exit which uh, we both have read and the movie like we said is coming out i think within the next couple of weeks or so on hulu uh it's such a really good uh, secluded, um, trapped in the middle of nowhere with strangers uh, kind of story. And I really enjoy that one. And then uh, An Unwanted Guest by Charlie Opinia. Have you read that one? I've never even heard of that. Tell me, give me the plot of that. So she is the author of uh, uh, The Couple Next Door, which is pretty popular. Um, so this basically follows, uh, it's very similar to Clue. It follows these uh, different groups of people who are visiting this really uh, extravagant, uh, cozy mountain lodge. Uh, There's a storm hits and basically all the power is wiped out. They don't have any communication with anyone in the outside world and uh, someone is murdered. So, you know, it's one of the people inside of that hotel, but you don't know who it is. They're all complete strangers. Um, It follows a POV, I think, of like pretty much everyone. So like you really get in the head of every single person and, but you don't know who the killer is. Uh, it's very similar to like clue and like knives out, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a pretty fun, just like murder mystery, uh, like mindless story. So um, I get it on a four star. I really did enjoy that mystery. one. Uh, same. It's so good. And like, I don't think I could guess who, who it was at all, which rarely happens for me with murder mysteries same i think that most of the time i ever um like read any type of like who done it or anything like that i can usually guess what is going on so i love it whenever a book or a movie like catches me off guard or catches me by surprise and again that's not to say with stuff like that that like if i can guess the ending it's bad um mm-hmm. you know because it's about the journey not necessarily the end result but Correct. you know i really do enjoy it whenever books are able to surprise me you know yeah do you have any like that you're really wanting to read soon that you that you can think of um road of bones for sure i know i already right. mentioned that one um and then same thing with Love the right one in um i can't think of any one that i'm like wanting to read um like off the top of my head other than the ones that i've mentioned um have you ever read jennifer mcmahon I haven't. Uh, she has, uh, is it the winter people? Yes. 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 The winter people. I believe Gabby really enjoys that, really enjoys that book. That's my favorite of hers that I've read and I've read several. Um, but again, that's, you know, taking place in the winter, isolated house, um, couple 
building no they're not building their house that's her other book (laughs) (laughs) she i will say this about i will say this about jennifer mcmahon she writes she kind of reminds me of darcy coates in that she writes like very formulaically you know what i mean Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of her books have a lot of the same elements, and this is not a bad thing. Let me be very clear about that. Like, a lot of her books have a lot of the same elements just kind of, like, switched up depending on whatever the book is. Um, So it's definitely not a bad thing, but I think of all of her books that I've read, uh, The Winter People is definitely my favorite. Um, I feel like the atmosphere that she created was a little bit more effective in that and then i think the mystery surrounding what was happening and um it's told in kind of like not necessarily dual timelines but you're getting what's happening with the family in the present day interspersed with you know things that happened there in the past that are affecting what's going on in the present day um and the sense of mystery that she creates around those things um she just did a really really good job with that um and i really liked that another one i'm laughing because you're gonna fucking love this another one that you're just you know gonna fucking love uh nosferatu by that hill bitch oh my god (laughs) that hill bitch i'm over it (laughs) for those of you that missed it uh dylan couldn't remember what joe hill's name was um and referred to him as that hill bitch and uh he will forever be that hill bitch to me now that's who he's been since i'm sorry (laughs) i mean every time i see the black phone by the hill Mm -hmm. bitch okay yeah that's by him right yes yes okay cool (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's so funny yeah nosferatu which uh is oh boy it's long. That that sucker is long. I definitely recommend the audiobook though. I think it's Kate Mulgrew does the mm-hmm. audiobook. Um, and she just does a really good job. But it's about uh Charlie Manx is his name and he's a like convicted child killer and he's like kind of on his deathbed. He's been in like a catatonic state for a very long time. Um, but he would take children, um, and he would take them to what he called Christmas land. So the bulk of the book takes place in the winter and then also like in Christmas land. Um, so you could definitely like you could just read that book in winter. Or you could also like call it holiday horror, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's one of my favorites by him. I would say I think. You know what? What? I I'm just not realizing I have read something by the the Joe bit the the Hill bitch whatever his name is yeah which one I uh, <laughs> the fireman I read that oh you uh, read the fireman yeah I read that um I don't even looks like in 2018 and funny enough looks like you read it in 2018 as well I read yep. it before you did so <laughs> suck on that uh <laughs> and I remember really enjoying it I mean I mm-hmm. I remember it not being the best uh like dystopian you know horror but i remember really loving that book i like that one because again like you said it is like a dystopian horror i do think that it could have used a little bit of editing i think it was a little too long long yes i think 768 pages (laughs) that one i think is a little bit too long now i will say that nosferatu while that one is long i think that 
there may have been a little bit that it could have been cut out of that one, but I think for the most part, like the length serves its purpose because there's um, different timelines. And I think that it's necessary to just kind of create the atmosphere that is required for that particular book. Um, have you read, so, since we're talking about Joe Hill, let's just ramble about yeah. that for a minute. Um, <laughs> one thing that you should read is um, Strange Weather which is a novella collection of his. I heard very good things about that one. That one absolutely destroyed me. Just absolutely destroyed me. There's four stories and three out of four of them, like all of them are good, but there's one about, oh my God. I can't remember if it's like a school shooting. I'm fairly certain it is. Um, I love stories. This is going to sound fucked up, but... I love reading, like, school shooting kind of stories. I feel like it's just very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, I just love sad books, too. So I'm already sold on it, if that is the case. (laughs) I don't think that it was a school shooting, but I think that it was a – like, it was a shooting that took place in a – it took place in a public place, and it was very, very – intense and emotional and I remember I finished reading it and I just like I had to set the book down and I just like sat there and thought about Mm -hmm. it it was so so impactful um definitely one of the best things that I've ever read by him and really again all of the stories were good but three out of four of those stories were just like a1 so fucking good like i i still think about those stories all the time and i read that book years ago i think i read it the year it released mm-hmm. which i don't remember what year it released but it's been at least two to three years now so i'll have to read that one highly recommend switching gears from horror let me ask you something have you Go for it. ever read i know you don't read a ton of fantasy I also right. don't read a ton of fantasy. However, have you read um, the Winter Night trilogy by Catherine Arden? No, oh, I never heard of so it. So fucking good. <laughs> it's so Tell good. Tell me about it. What's so good about it? Um. Well, hold on, because my brain is like, <laughs> bitch. You have to talk about a book. You don't right? remember shit about that book Her other than books. it was really fucking good. The Winter Night Trilogy, um, it starts with The Bear and the Nightingale, which oh, I feel wait, like you... I have heard of those. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I didn't realize I was in fantasy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like historical fiction and then like part fantasy. So it has to do... Okay. Like it takes place in Russia. Um, and it has so much to do with the folklore and everything of that region, which, you know, of course is you're saying my buzzwords you know what i mean um so in saying that it deals with the folklore um like they it it talks about like the traditions and stuff that they have um that honor like the spirits of the house and the forest and you know things that protect their home from evil and of course because of the time period that this is of course the headstrong young daughter is about to be married off and she ends up married no i'm sorry before she's married off her father after her mother dies goes to moscow and brings back this woman who's like a devout catholic 
And so she stops mm-hmm. all of the old traditions. And so as soon as she stops all of the old traditions, like crops begin to fail and, you know, bad things start to happen. This is when the stepmother is like, no, we're fixing to marry you off because you get on my fucking nerves, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But the writing, I feel like we've talked about how wonderful Madeline Miller is. And I feel like if you like Madeline Miller, oh, you like have. the writing. Yeah. Yes. You'll love the writing. It's written in like an accessible way. So even though it's like historical Russia, it's not like confusing. Like you understand what's mm-hmm. happening. Not all of it takes place in winter, but the vast majority of it does take place in winter. Um, and one of the main characters is a short, as the series progresses is the Winter King. Um, I can't remember his name. I highly recommend reading, not reading, listening to the audio of the series because Russian names are hard to pronounce. And the yes. narrator does a wonderful job, wonderful job in this series. So, yeah, so definitely like fairy tale, folklore, fantasy, okay. but it's not like it's not overly fantasy. And you love the main like character. Vasilisa is her name. It um, sounds like if I'm going to read a fantasy, that's probably one of the fantasies I would read. Right. For sure. I don't even remember, like, why I decided to pick it up. I see it compared a lot to, like, Naomi Novik, um, Spinning Silver and, like, Uprooted and mm-hmm. stuff, which I haven't read. I'm a little bit afraid of those books for some reason that I can't explain. Um, also, I've seen it compared to, like, City of Brass. Um, which I did read and I actually really liked that's another series that I started and didn't finish but that takes place in a hot climate so we're not talking about that right now (laughs) okay I have one more (laughs) because like I'm realizing again I just like I went through off the top of my head and just made a list of books that I knew um took place in winter and I was like I'll just figure out which ones I want to talk about while we're here and these are all books that I like really love so I'm like I just want to scream into the void to tell people to read these books speak your truth (laughs) how much interest do you have in the donner party i don't know too much about it but i'm very interested in what i know about it and so Mm -hmm. i'm always interested in learning more okay speaking of the donner party i have two recommendations for you then number one there's a nonfiction. i always recommend nonfiction on audio because i don't know about you but if i'm ever going to read nonfiction, i can't like physically read it it's oh, no, like my, I know exactly like, like my eyes will glaze over like I can't do it but I can listen to um, nonfiction on audio all day long but um, the indifferent stars above which is uh, you know like the historic account of the Donner Party from like start to finish and it's very very well mm-hmm. researched it's very well done and it's written in a way that like You know, I think a lot of times whenever I've read nonfiction about, like, historical events, um, sometimes it will feel like you're reading a textbook. And this didn't feel like I was reading a textbook. Like, it was very clear that it was, like, historical accounts. It was clear that I was reading nonfiction. But they felt like real people to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, I was able to, even though this was so far in the past, like, there were aspects of of these people that I was able to like relate to. And I believe if I remember correctly, don't quote me on this, but I think that the author of the book actually is an ancestor of one of the people who was in the Donner party. Um, So, you know, like having that personal connection to it, I think really like shown through his writing of the events. Um, But it was like really informative. But 
I said all of that to say that if you want a fictionalized mm. version of events. Okay. Um, the Hunger by Amakatsu. I've heard of that, I believe. I think I have. Fun fact, that was the very first time I was ever contacted by a publisher to receive a book for review. And like when I tell you, I which it was a book that I had been seeing a lot about. So I was super fucking pumped. Um, They Mm -hmm. sent me a finished copy and it's all fictionalized. Like, let me let me read you the synopsis. Okay. Evil is invisible and it's everywhere. Tamsin Donner must be a witch. That is the only way to explain the series of misfortunes that have plagued the wagon trail known as the Donner Party. Depleted rations, bitter quarrels, and the mysterious death of a little boy have driven the pioneers to the brink of madness. They cannot escape the feeling that someone or something is stalking them. Whether it was a curse from the beautiful Tamsin, the choice to follow a disastrous experimental route west, or just plain bad luck, the 90 men, women, and children of the Donner Party are at the brink of one of the deadliest and most disastrous Western adventures in all of American history. While the ill-fated group struggles to survive in the treacherous mountain conditions, searing heat that turns the sand into bubbling stew, snow that freezes the oxen where they stand evil begins to grow around them and within them as members of the party begin to disappear they must ask themselves what if there is something waiting in the mountains something disturbing and diseased and very hungry so that sounds pretty juicy honestly okay we've talked i read so much horror probably about 90 percent of what i read is from this genre right And as such, it is very, very difficult for things to, like, truly freak me out, okay? I was reading this book, and I was coming home. This is when I lived in my apartment, um, like, three years ago. And I was coming home from work, and the parking situation in my apartment complex was ass. And so I had to, like, park across the complex from where Mm -hmm. my apartment building actually was and it was dark like it was late it was probably like 10 30 there was no moon the (laughs) there was no moon (laughs) the lamp did not work out in front of the building so the parking lot like and i'm not even thinking about serial killers i'm not thinking about human monsters i'm thinking about this book and i'm like i have to run i have to run like (laughs) i which first of all big girl don't run but like talk about walk fast like freaked me the fuck out i like yes just it really it really did like have such a sense of dread attached to it and there's i don't want to use the word ambiguous because i don't think that's the word that i'm looking for but there is like the sense of mystery as to what it is that is actually like stalking this group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's, but a lot of it does take place in the winter. And so again, you're a group of people, like you're in the wilderness, you're isolated. Like it's just y'all super, super effective, like loved, super effective, really, really loved it. Highly, highly recommend. It's like, it's just, it's fucking good. I will have to read that. Uh, and that reminds me of the last book I have to recommend. Yes. The last book I have to talk about. I have talked about this once before in our last episode, I believe. Uh, this is called Between Shades of Grey 
by Rita Zepetis. YA historical fiction novel, which I think you would actually really enjoy this, just knowing like some other historical novels you've read. Uh, this follows Lena, and uh, she lives in Lithu Lithuania in 1941. Uh, so, you know, it's right in the midst of all this shit that went on in history. Mm -hmm. uh, and her family is uh, taken onto a very dirty train car, uh, and they are uh, being taken across the Arctic North uh, wow. to a camp in the like coldest parts of Siberia and basically just follows their their journey and their struggle uh, over I think a few years as they are in this terrible terrible place and uh, I mean basically the whole novel takes place in winter and I mean they have to live in these shacks and like they don't have uh, a constant source of food or or warmth or uh, anything and it's just a really it's a really depressing uh, book but um, it's one of the most well-written YA books I've ever read, mm -hmm. so uh, I would I would highly recommend it. And it has a movie uh, called Ashes in the Snow, I believe that just came oh, out really? like last I year. Didn't know that. Yeah, so um, the I haven't watched the movie yet, but um, I've heard that one's pretty good as well. So I guess it's a book and movie recommendation. I do love historical fiction and that author is a name that i've heard a lot especially in terms of historical fiction i it's a genre that i really enjoy i have a whole shelf of historical fiction that i haven't read anything from in a minute um i just have to be in a very specific mood for it you know right well if you ever want to read between shades of gray let me know because i will buddy read it with you because i have not read it probably uh when did it come out 2011 so oh wow um, not to do this to you, but I was 11 years old when this came out. So <laughs> that was the year I graduated so college. Oh my god! Oh my god! Anyway, uh, <laughs> so no, I have not read it since I was 11 years old. So wow. uh, yeah, so I would love to reread it. So if you're ever uh, are in the mood for a historical fiction, let me know. That's a book that I see a lot on like booktube lists and stuff too, mm -hmm. especially those that read um, YA. Like I, I can remember specifically, I heard Krista from the channel Books and Jams. She talked about um, that book and that author many different times. Mm -hmm. That's actually, I think. Like, she, she's incredible. She is another one uh, that's pretty popular uh salt to the sea yes that's the other one that i know I, mm -hmm. I never read but i've heard it's like very good and then uh i must portray you which i talked about in the last episode yes you did uh i'm very very excited for her. so um her is an author in general but um between chips of gray is a really good like wintry historical read so I would, I would really highly recommend it definitely i think that both of those are actually like on my goodreads to read list i'm fairly certain that's a wrap for this episode uh you can find me online on instagram at dylan is reading yes that is a wrap and hopefully you guys got some good recs from this um i know i talked a lot <laughs> about a lot of horror so hopefully we have some listeners who are into the category but anyway um you can find me online on twitter at leanne's lit on instagram at leanne's dot lit um and various other places all of which will be in the show notes yes and remember to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to we have had a lot of uh, a really big jump in in listeners and uh, and downloads since our last episode with gabby and we really appreciate all your support i mean obviously it's not all about numbers but 
it's really cool to see um, how many people are joining our, our little community. And I'm very excited to see what, what happens in the future. Same. Uh, yes. But uh, also give us five stars if you would like. We love a good five-star rating. Uh, and uh, we would really appreciate that. And all books that we discussed will be down below uh, with an affiliate link. So you can uh, support a local bookstore and also us as well. And uh, it'll be in our show notes down below. I know on the podcast app on Apple, but they'll all be at sorrywerebookedpod.podbean.com. Yes. All right. So next episode, you can expect to hear us talk about some five-star predictions. I feel like historically for me, that tends to go sideways (laughs) when I think something's going to be five stars. Sometimes it's not, but uh, we'll we'll see how this one goes. Maybe we'll make a little challenge for ourselves. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Similar to the to our favorite movies challenge. Maybe we'll do something for our five-star predictions. Oh, Lord. Yes, so join us next time as we talk about our five-star predictions. Um, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.